One of the scripture readings appointed for this evening's service is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, reading into chapter 6 up through verse 10. St. Paul writes, We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in afflictions and hardships and calamities, beatings and imprisonments and riots and labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we're treated as impostures and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals and yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people in order that you might proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Old Testament lesson for this evening's service is from Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast in the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. 
And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. And then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, and he said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. And then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field, and on your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, that you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field, and by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The stones would shout. As you can see, if you look at your bulletin cover, that is the theme for not only tonight's message, but also it's the theme for this year's Lenten midweek services and also for our services during Holy Week. The stones would shout. We will be dealing with various biblical pictures of stones, two of them at each service. Beginning today at the beginning, I mean at the very beginning, when God's powerful word broke through the darkness of chaos with his good light. And then, well, if you're still looking at your bulletin cover, you'll see that there's a picture of Adam there. Yes, that's Adam. There's a picture of Adam and he's struggling with a rock. Stones in the soil were as much a part of, God, of the Lord's curse on his disobedient children as were the thorns and the thistles that the Lord God said would henceforth confront Adam as he sought to make his living from the ground. You are dust, the Lord God said to Adam, who had been formed from the ground which has now become his adversary. You are dust. And that dust had now proven itself to be rocky soil requiring the sweat of his brow. 
as Adam wrestled with those rocks? Do you suppose that he heard them shouting at him? What is this that you have done? Those, after all, were the words that the Lord God had directed at Adam and Eve after their disobedience. Have you listened to other voices? Indeed, they had. Adam had listened to the voice of his wife. His wife had listened to the voice of the serpent. And they had both failed to listen to the voice of God. Perhaps what the stones might shout to Adam would be the Lord's original question when God came in search of Adam and Eve after they had disobeyed Him. God said, where are you? Where are you? Adam would repeat that question over and over again in his mind as he struggled with that rocky soil by which he had been made. Where am I? Well, I'm out of the garden. That's where I am. I'm driven from paradise. I'm doomed to labor, to wrestle with the earth from which I came. I'm destined eventually to die and return to the dust from which I came. Can we hear the voice the voices, the shouting of the stones inside Adam's head. Can you hear them shouting at you as well? You're cursed. You're a sinner. You fail to listen to God's Word. You fail to obey God's Word. You're a flunky. You're condemned. You're worthy of death. Yes, from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. In our Gospel reading that I read just a moment ago, Jesus describes what happens when a person fails to build his life or her life on the Word, God's Word. Jesus uses the image of a stone, a rock. You can see that on the cover of your bulletin as well. He says to hear the words of God and act on them is like building your house on a rock. Not to act on the words of God, which was one of the sins that Adam and Eve committed, is foolish, Jesus says. Foolish because it leads ultimately to destruction. Do you remember the parable that Jesus told of a man who built barns? New and bigger barns to hold all the riches that he was gathering from, his, from the ground that, he had, that had yielded a great harvest for him. He was building bigger and bigger barns because he thought that now his future was secure. You remember what the Lord said to him in that parable? He said, you fool. This very night, your life will be required of you. Do those words sound maybe a a little similar? Like, do you recognize that message? Because it's very similar. Those words are very similar to the death sentence pronounced by God to Adam and Eve when He said, You are dust, and to dust you will return. Thankfully, Ash Wednesday and the rest of the season of Lent remind us that the word of condemnation is not the final word. It's not the final word. Rather, the final word is something like what we heard earlier in our service when we said, See, I am laying in Zion, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in Him, in that cornerstone, will not be put to shame. 
Or as we heard in the Old Testament lesson, when God was speaking to Satan in the presence of Adam and Eve, and he promised, he made a promise to, to, to Satan that he would destroy him once and for all. Listen to this first gospel promise where God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. St. John writes, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And he did. And that's what we focus our hearts and our minds on during this Lenten season. During this Lenten season, we are fixing our eyes on the Son of God, who we call the Rock of Ages, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are hiding ourselves from God's wrath in Jesus, for He is our cleft in the rock. And as we hide ourselves in Him, we are cleansed of our sin by the water and the blood which flowed from our, Lord, our Savior's side when He was pierced for our transgressions on Good Friday. And it's this Rock of Ages who says to you and me in His Word, whoever believes in me will never be put to shame. It'd be a shame, wouldn't it? If we were to miss the gift that our Lord Jesus Christ gives to us. And that is why during this Lenten season, we're invited to listen to the stones speak to us. We're going to listen to the stones shout at us. Shout at us the message of God's salvation for us in Jesus Christ. The stones with which Adam wrestled following the fall are a harsh reminder not only to him but to us that yes, we brought this judgment on ourselves. We didn't listen to God's word. We don't listen to God's word. We don't keep his word. And as a result, we deserve condemnation. We deserve the struggle that we have. But, and here the but, but by God's grace, there is another stone that shouts to us from the cross. The one who we call the rock of ages. And he shouts, it is finished. It is finished. Our salvation is complete. And it is he, this stone, who gives us his word to build our lives upon. And he promises, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.